Welcome aboard the BK Escape Pod. That's right, it's the augmented and bionic podcast version of the live show you can hear Saturdays from 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. Eastern on 100.3 FM and AM 1450 WBHF Radio. You can stream the show live there Saturdays at WBHFradio.org or on the free TuneIn app. Look out, here we go. Stand by to receive our transmission. Well, you know what? <laughs> it's always funny when you're making a, you're talking about something that I have to go live and like, oh, that's going to bleed over. That was funny. <laughs> but it is. It's in the studio and it's contained. And that's why I like doing the show here face-to-face in the studio instead of from a COVID-free location, <laughs> lockdown location like we were doing a few months ago because we couldn't Locked see out. each other's face and gauge what right. the other one was doing. And I couldn't make faces at you, and you couldn't make them at me. So kind of gauge how well, you Well, we feel, were, but you know? we just didn't know it was well, happening. And we didn't have the camera on because we were using Skype, so it didn't really matter. But if we were using Zoom, we could have. But, yeah, good morning. It's BK on the air here on AM 1450 and 100.3 FM WBHF and the train horn going by the studio. Thankfully, a more considerate conductor there yeah, instead of the one that says, hey, I'm going to start here, and I'm going to lay on it all the way through town. Right past this theater and this radio station and this other theater. Why bother that happens with to be right up the road. five short bleats when I can do one 17-second long one? I mean, I know they have to blow the horn because of, uh, of the road crossings, but I'm like... The, but that I was considerate. You, I know I you like can blow that. the horn, but you don't have to abuse the privilege of blowing the horn just late. Look, Dinah. Got, he's got a little weight that he just hangs on the string. <laughs> just pulls it down yeah. through the whole thing. I'm going to do my pull-ups now as I'm going yeah. through town using the uh, horn well, string. Here's the problem I have. Who in the world decided to put a railroad track beside a radio station and a theater? You know, it was That's reverse. what I want to know. It was a reverse. Oh, Who decided no, to put the no, radio station the next to the railroad track, track in here second? That had to be later. I have been where this radio station has been before. Before it was moved to oh, downtown, yeah. it was worse, wasn't it? This location <clears throat> is the best. <laughs> it was I'll worse. take the occasional obnoxious engineer and laying me, on the horn to be able to see downtown. Let me say this about a railroad track. I, years ago, I used to live uh, with the first Mrs. BK many years ago by a railroads. It, I, we moved into her. Her mom had to go take care of her mother, so she said, "Listen, will you guys move into my home and just take care of it and do the upkeep while I'm living with her." in the last few months that she's going to be around. We're like, okay, we, we can do that. You know, we paid her, you know, rent to stay there, but it was a pretty big house. But it was, the railroad tracks were behind our home in a subdivision. The railroad tracks ran behind the home, and they were literally 60 feet from the back of my house. Oh, wow. <clears throat> it was in Kennesaw, Georgia. And it was the same track. It was this track right here. Really? It just ran all the way down there. <laughs> And but it was there you know they were in a residential area so they never blew the horn but a train going by it's still it's like a you hear it's like a hear it's like mm-hmm. a, a tornado or a train you know well we live by our train tracks so it must you be a get train. used to it but we, that was my point we got used to it mm-hmm. we got used to that it didn't bother me about about, about a week it took me get okay that's the the house isn't falling that's the train going by okay so because in the summertime she had a attic fan and in, in the fall and the spring we would open the windows and turn the attic fan on you go and it was the kind of fan where you turned it on and things would be pulled from outside of the window through the house right? exactly <laughs> through into the attic fan it was i had to turn it time down to on. clean the birds out of the fan blades it had three setting it had two settings low and wide open <laughs> i'm like i guess i've got to put it on low <laughs> so 
So, but that was. But I got used to the train going by. I was going to say my, so. ours. I had never heard of a whole house fan until we moved down here. Our, our they're home. really awesome. They're really cool, especially yeah. when you want to draw. They're really heat, cool. You know, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> they really cool. But I think <laughs> yeah. ours had two speeds. It was ludicrous and plaid. That's funny. See, he's it's gone to plaid. Yeah. Well, 2020 has not. It's not over yet. And and with me, I tell you, it's holding on to me. Like a cheap suit because it all started in February. <laughs> let, let me go through it. And, I, and like I said, I need to get all this out of my chest so the rest of the show will be fantastic. And you've got some, we got some great stuff lined up for you in the next couple hours. So don't go anywhere. It's a day where you are. So <clears throat> let me see if I can get this out before we go to a break. It's February. We had to cut our trip short to Universal Studios in, in Orlando. We were there. The wife's back went out for some reason. It wasn't from riding a ride. Uh, it just, she just bent over and picked up a toothbrush or something, and a lower disc went out. So we had to cut the trip a day short. Then once we got back uh, in early March, I got sick. And I don't know if it was COVID or what, but it felt like the flu. I felt terrible. Mm-hmm. And this was back before COVID was really hot. It's really the popular thing and when people weren't really getting tested much and stuff. So I may have had it and, and just sheltered in place, quarantined myself for about a week, and I was okay after that. So well, you did, Okay, let me go. Uh, but I did, had flu symptoms. I didn't. Ha- I had a fever, mm-hmm. but but I didn't have a lot of the other symptoms or whatever. But you but did I didn't what, know what you was. would normally do when you're sick. If I had the you flu. You didn't go to work and, like, you know, Stayed away curl from up people. on somebody's desk. Yeah, I didn't play tonsil hockey with Mrs. BK. Or Drink from Nick the community like uh, coffee pot. Necking We used to go drive our car to the end of our cold sack and just start necking in the front seat just to kind of think we were on a date back pretend in the like days you're 16 again yeah it, it, it never worked hey you but, want to pull in behind the dumpster <laughs> that's right no. i was uh, like what so and that's we did, didn't do any of that stayed away from her and i got better and my fever broke one night after i went and got some medication at the doctor gave me he treated me for flu or, or infection or whatever he thought i had and my fever broke one night and i woke up and i'd never had it happen like this one night i woke up and i thought i was lying in a swimming pool i was so dripping with sweat when i woke up and i, mm-hmm. I, I sleep with a fan on so the cool air hitting the sweat really was cooling me off and i had to get up and change my clothes yeah and because it was terrible i will it, tell you and after I, that night i felt better i was raised that way my dad oh, now man. Grant, i don't know if that's an old wives tale but it seems to work for me anytime i come down with anything that gives me a fever i immediately put a sweatshirt sweatpants put an extra blanket on and i purposely well, cause that i sweat it out and i will tell dad, you i have broken almost every fever in usually 24 hours dad or less. told you it might have been an old old dad's tale maybe an old army tale yeah um but <laughs> yeah, yeah an old whatever Paris tale well, get in there like, we're gonna be we're gonna be working tomorrow like, so you gotta get rid of that fever now like anakin skywalker said whatever works <laughs> So, but I'm know. serious. I have always uh, yeah. done that, and I will tell you, my wife is the exact opposite. She does not like feeling hot and sweaty. Oh, She's I don't like I you. Hate it. Wants I hate a fan. It. She would rather sleep in an ice box. Yeah, it's me. The last me time too. she had a fever, it took four days for it to finally go away. Yeah, because she was keeping it alive. Well, because she know, wasn't warming it up I and killing it. I explained to my kids when they were younger. I'm like, you know um, why you have a fever? It's your body going, okay, eating yourself we're up. trying to kill this bug, and so right. far the antibodies, <laughs> yeah. we're not having a good enough luck, gotta, but if we, we cook it, in something extra. if we cook it, that'll help. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, well, why wouldn't I help my body if it needs to get mm. hot to cook the germs? I'm just going to bundle up. And I think that's interesting that they say COVID doesn't work very well with direct sunlight and heat for the for the UV True. rays and the, and the vitamin D, which is good. So that, guess that makes sense, too. So that happened. Then later on, you know, two weeks ago, the tree guy cut down the trees. We talked about it on the air. He fell Did out his best of the Tarzan? tree. <laughs> no, you can say that now, but you wouldn't have been able to say it then. He fell off the tree, hit the house. The house, the tree hit the house anyway, put a hole in it. That's been fixed since then, so that's good. Uh, so now after that, my back went out the week after that. I had a lower back problem. I couldn't walk. It was hard to walk. It was just something weird. Then I couldn't lie down. I couldn't feel a, a, get a comfortable position. It came from a sneeze. I'm oh, like, dear what? Lord. 
And I think I passed gas really hard once. Oh, that'll no, that'll do it, too. That'll do it, too. Then you have to be like my dad and blame it on the invisible animal. Hey, did you see that frog run under there? Just ran right underneath it. <laughs> and then Tuesday of this week, I woke up with a rash on my left side, itching me like the dickens. It moved to my arms. Then it, then the last place it showed up was my around my You're eyes. You're not supposed to wipe with poison ivy. And it, was not, it wasn't. I don't think it was that. But it, 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 I couldn't see anything waking up Wednesday morning. So I had to go see the doctor again and get another type of thing to take. But within three hours of taking this injection, it was starting to go away. And I thought modern medical, yeah. I love modern medicine. Kudos yeah. to the Wellstar you know and Actworth, Georgia. I don't, I'd love to live back in the, no, no, I want to live in the now because no, I, I love, I want to live in the now. And I don't want to see the future because there may not be anything existing. <laughs> well, the way we're going, uh, Dr. Max. Salisbury, thank you very much for treating me. We'll be back with the Golden Ridge of TV. We'll return after these messages. Blip is the digital game that you can take with you anywhere. With the batteries you supply, the light-emitting diode zips across the screen. You try to press the right button to send it back. An automatic readout keeps score. Two people or only one can play. When you play with Blip, you get carried away. <laughs> so does Blip. Blip, the digital game from Tommy. This portion of the show is being brought to you by The Best Things in Life which are still free with minimum purchase at participating dealers. Greetings, fellow Classic TV fans. Beginning in 1981, The Greatest American Hero ran for three seasons with a total of 45 episodes. The show successfully mixed together the multiple genres of sci-fi, drama, fantasy, superhero fiction, and comedy. The two main characters were Ralph and Bill, played by William Catt and Robert Culp. With a career spanning over 50 years, the multi-talented Culp had established himself as a bona fide classic TV legend. Initially, he specialized in westerns such as Trackdown, Rawhide, Bonanza, Gunsmoke, and more. In my opinion, his roles on The Outer Limits were some of the show's best. Then, of course, came his 1965 breakout series, I Spy. William Catt first made his mark in the 70s with classic film roles in Carrie and Big Wednesday. Reportedly, he was seriously considered for the iconic role of Luke Skywalker. The greatest American hero, of course, made William an icon of the 80s. Besides Robert Culp, another classic TV legend made brief appearances on the show, playing appropriately Ralph's mother. She was actress Barbara Hale, a.k.a. Della Street, from Perry Mason, a.k.a. William Katz's real-life mother. According to William, he and Robert initially did not get along on the set, but he added that this actually fed the scripted tension between the two characters. Ultimately, the two actors did indeed become dear friends. When looking back at The Greatest American Hero, no dialogue would be complete without mentioning the song Believe It or Not by Mike Post and Stephen Geyer. This TV theme had the rare distinction of making it all the way to number two on the pop music charts. Having reached cult status after almost 40 years, The Greatest American Hero is still a fan favorite, almost as if it's walking on air. This is Pat McCormick with your retro TV trivia from the Golden Rage of TV. You can also find me on YouTube and Facebook at Golden Rage of TV and on Twitter at Golden Rage of TV One. And now back to BK on the Air. Thank you, Pat, for that trip in the golden rage of TV. Wow, how many, and we were just talking off the air, how many TV themes did Mike Post have his hands in? I mean, oh my goodness. Uh, I don't know, Barry. Eight? How many? Well, a bunch. I mean, uh, Baba Black Sheep. 
Oh. Uh, now, he did almost all of them are instrumental then. Well, yeah, most of them. Rockford Files, Magnum P.I. You know what I love about the uh, A lot of great American hero. Um, you, I love the A-Team uh, theme. I just have always liked the A-Team. You ever notice how when the A-Team and starts the out, it sounds like it sounds, sounds like, like that. They do. It's like, let me <laughs> borrow some of the opening strings. That's so funny you should say that. I was watching Baba Black Sheep one day when they were running it on MeTV, and, and uh, Mrs. BK was in the kitchen doing something, and she yells, are you watching the A-Team? <laughs> I know it's so, Baba Black so Sheep. So <laughs> James Horner was the Mike Post of, of soundtracks. I think James Horner was a little more repetitive. <laughs> yeah, just was. a hair. Because I was listening to, uh, at a long trip, my my trip to Asheville this week to North Carolina, and I was listening to the entire expanded edition of Crawl soundtrack by James Horner, which he, we know he wrote in 1983, which was the next soundtrack he did right after The Wrath of Khan. And I'm listening to it, and I'm like, that sounds like The Wrath of Khan. That sounds like later what he used in Aliens, <laughs> and that sounded like Wolfen, and then that sounded like... But but he, he changed enough where the other stuff was... was personal and different enough to work. Well, all of his soundtracks were still really great. I do think now that I've listened to more of the soundtracks of movies that I wasn't as familiar with, he did. Yeah. It's much more obvious where there's Yes. like carbon copy I mean, moments. it is. He almost took a copier and went, let's it's just like, use this track. You know, here. I've already written this once. Why <laughs> let's just use it again? Why rearrange it whereas right. John Williams with Star Wars, <laughs> right. he would sort of put a new arrangement yeah. with a familiar tune. Sometimes we could still tell, though, if it was John Williams or if it was Jerry Goldsmith. They had a certain sound. Oh no! They, but the, James Horner the, just abused the privilege of having <laughs> his own certain sound. So, for so, a long, yeah. I, I still love James Horner. But I mean, he, without yeah, a doubt. Musical genius, even though he did that, his soundtracks were fantastic. Well, you know, if you're going to steal from someone, stealing from yourself, I guess, hey, is okay. Well, he stole from classical albums, <laughs> too. I just to show like, you that, too. You know, I really want to figure out how to up guys, myself. Guys, Why do that? I already hit the peak. I'll just do it again. Not too soon to talk about James Horner like that, is it? I don't Yes, it is. I guess I better give that the number, too, 770-386-1450, if you want to call and talk about anything we're talking about today, or if you want to add to what we're talking about, or tell us some of your misfortunes this year, because I wasn't done with my story. I had one more thing to say about this year being really crappy. Uh, COVID-19, 2020, everybody guys, oh, we're glad when this year is over. Let's move on to 2021. I can't wait for New Year's Eve to get here. Well, we had to cancel our vacation. I would have been gone today. You would have been filling in for me today if if the hurricane hadn't hit uh, the Gulf Coast down there and, and really messed up Gulf Shores and, and, Gulf, and uh, Orange Beach. <laughs> they won't open until next month. So no tourists can get down there. So we had to cancel that. Thank goodness we got a refund on what we, good. What we did, which was good. We, didn't, we lost the deposit, though. That's just the way it goes. But uh, they're even working with us on that. You can imagine how many they had canceled and, and the insurance calls that they're getting. It's just it's just crazy. I hear a lot of places are saying, look, we we, we can't refund it, but if you right. want to bank it and yeah. if you use it within the next six months, then Stacey we'll just, uses, we'll uh, just Venmo move Venmo. And, and she did it through Airbnb, and it, it, it's, uh, it's just due back today, so she should get it back today, which is great. So that happened to top everything else off. We lost our vacation. But now we're looking into planning something else. Like next week or something, just throughout the just through the week or something. You could do way. like us with uh, COVID affecting our home based businesses, where for the longest time it's affected our income. Our vacations have been just set up a tent somewhere and call that vacation. And you're and you're putting a nest egg back from not going anywhere. That people sure. are saving, and well, we've done for, that too. For us, it's which it, is great. The staycation does give us that sort of mental break of changing, right? Just the going out, being in nature, bringing our kayaks, being able to go out on the lake. Yeah, uh, we're going to be going this next week, and I have the forecast. Could not be more polar opposite than the the miserable <laughs> right. experience yeah. that exactly, was the, yeah. this last time. I paid to actually stop camping. <laughs> you paid to stop. I'm, I'm not kidding. We had two <laughs> additional days. Before. We had two additional days, <laughs> and I said we don't have to stay, right? Just because we paid for it. 
Let's get like, out of here. And the guy's like, well, we're not going to refund you. Like, no, no, no. That's fine. As long as I'm going to leave, I'm letting you know I'm leaving early. That's terrible. Keep the money. I'm packing. You won't see me again. I have never heard of anybody paying to leave the vacation early. Oh, I'll gladly leave. Was, get we have here. marked our calendars. The wife and I, we both said, never again. <laughs> The back half of July and the first half of August are are xed out. They're they're you know like when they redact documents and right, they show yeah. those like the big right. black marks across. Can't yeah. read the calendars we get printed from now on. We'll have the last two weeks of July and the first two weeks of August. Big sharpie black marker. That's no true. camping dates no camping. in those in that range. No camping. So what do you think oh, would have happened if the person would have told you no, you can't leave? I still would have left. You still would have left. I was just trying to get my I'm money back. That, that, that would have been a little bit. Yeah. He said, "We're not going like, so, to We're not going to refund Take a humorous story and throw the wet blanket. All right. <laughs> You're right. You're right. No, we we paid for two extra days, <laughs> and that, looking back, oh, we actually paid to leave because we left on the date we were originally going to leave to begin with. That's we just Matt. thought we were going to stay longer. <laughs> That's Matt Santini in here, by the way. That extra voice. I can yes. tell everybody who that is. It's the, so the voice of reason. That's, that's why it's coming out of nowhere just, here. Aw. Like, who is that guy? This Aww, guy make with me the feel stupid. Cool T-shirt. My T-shirt doesn't say anything. Yours have th- cool things. Well, on Well, so. this is when my daughter brought me back from Oxford when she was doing some overseas hey, study. Seven seven zero three six fourteen fifty is our number. Somebody's calling right now. Hey, it's BK on the air. Who's this? Hello, Barry. Oh, hello. hello. Eric's calling. Isn't this a little early for you? I have to go to a Zoom wedding. <laughs> a Zoom, Zoom wedding. wedding. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, that doesn't mean quick wedding, right? It means or wedding on Zoom. It's a wedding on Zoom. Okay, good. Well, what's going on? Anyway. Have I, have I triggered you in some way? <laughs> no, you didn't. Good. Alan did last week. Alan did Uh-oh. last week. Not last week, a couple weeks ago. Okay, so now I'm in trouble for something I doubt we, I remember we, I even said. Oh, can't, no, we no, can't backdate this. Welcome to my world. I just have to eat a little crow again. Oh, you get to eat crow. Yes, I know what he's talking about now. Oh, well, why don't you make him uh, then we serve to, it up? We picked our who would we think would be a good James Bond now that this is going to be the last one with Daniel Craig. Oh, and one of my picks yep. was Mr. Hardy. Tom Hardy. Tom now, Hardy. is that 100% official yet? Has the Seems Bond be announced it? Seems to be. Okay. And the Telegraph's UK. It's so so official that the Telegraph spent an entire article telling us why it's the wrong pick. Right, they did. (laughs) I sent it to you. Now, as of 6.30 last Saturday night, I was screaming at my computer. Okay. Well, you do that every night. What's different about then? No, no. You don't understand. I was eating dinner with some friends. Okay. And I I saw this little article about Mr... Hardy. Yes, Mr. Hardy, yes. Becoming Bond. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And and he and he, he lost his appetite. And did they have crow on yes, the menu where you're eating? I, I, I will say this one time. Okay. <laughs> this will be the last time you hear me say this because I don't like 2020. Okay, we're good. <laughs> me either. And I'm probably not calling in anymore in 2020. Okay. All right. <laughs> Alan was right. And you I were, was And you were what? I was <laughs> can't say it, but but we know what he's trying to say. I was. It's like Fonzie. I That's right. Fonzie did that. Can't say love. Well, I really it, like it you. takes a big man to call in to do that. I, I appreciate you. Mistaken. Okay. Well, Eric, I don't know how much of the movies you've seen of Tom Hardy. I know he's if he does Bane, it's gonna it's gonna be terrible. I don't like that character. He, he can't do Bane for but Bond. But if you go look at some of the movies, you may not even recognize that it yeah. is Tom Hardy. He's a very very good. He's a comedian. In my life, 
Well, he's a good actor. We'll see how he does. Three weeks I have been wrong on your show. Okay. Und- <laughs> wrong. Wait, yeah, you you were, that's twice you've been wrong. You so, were wrong about uh, the passing of... Uh, of, uh, of uh, uh, What's his Bob name? Newhart. <laughs> Bob Newhart. Bob yeah. Newhart. I was going to say Robert, but it's Bob. I don't he know. He killed Bob Newhart. He called and goes, no. we were giving him a birthday. He, he was like, he's he was dead. dead. I'm like, no, he's not dead. He's like, yeah, he is. <laughs> he's not, but he wasn't. By, by the way, it has not, I don't think it's been officially announced by MGM Productions and, and Eon Productions that do James Bond. Until I hear it from them, I'll still wait for the official word before I actually say this it's is true. This is my thing. This is my thing. I always call in a correct job. That's I true, know. but that's okay. You want us to correct you've, you? You've crossed in. You're a big man to do that, and I appreciate you calling in and doing it. I really do. I don't like 2020. You've now moved into our side of the age line. That's so right. Welcome. But it's a good note, so that's where we'll end the call, okay? All right. All See you, buddy. Right, bye. <laughs> I have to end on a positive note with him. We've done that the last bad. few times, which is kind of cool. We have, yeah. And we were looking at official oh, news feeds of, is Bob Newhart dead? We yeah, had two callers both call. were like, oh, come on. Two callers called in and said he's dead. I'm like, no, he's not. Yeah. None no. of our news feed, none of our official WBHF news feeds were We should start like each that. show. Bob Newhart's still alive. It'll still eventually alive. be accurate. It's, we were the first to report right. it. That's right. Let's be Gail What was that? <laughs> Parquet margarine. Better. <laughs> no, parquet. It says right on your lid, parquet margarine. Better. <laughs> parquet. <laughs> Smooth, delicious. <laughs> butter. Parquet. Oh, yes. Parquet margarine from Kraft. The flavor says butter. It's the fishing invention of the century. There's never been anything like it. Popeil's Pocket Fishermen. Men, women, youngsters can cast almost like experts the very first time. Small enough to fit in glove compartment, backpack, any travel bag, or even in your pocket. And Pocket Fisherman's handle is its own mini tackle box. Flip up the special DuPont nylon rod and you're ready to fish anytime. Even catch big ones like this with heavy test line and your favorite lure and shock absorber. Pocket Fisherman is made with a smooth action Johnson spin casting reel filled with Trilene XL line and boy does it catch fish. It's the perfect outfit for casting in tight spots. You can even hang it on your belt. Expert or amateur will love Popeil's Pocket Fisherman. It's rod, reel, line, bobber, hook, the whole thing. Yes, it's fishing fun for the whole family and only $19.95. What a gift. Hey, we're back. It's BK on the air here. I'm glad you're all with us. I want to let you know that I do upload the show after it's over every Saturday. I turn it into the BK Escape Pod podcast, and you can hear it at Anchor. You can hear it. Get the Anchor app. You can you can hear it on SoundCloud, and you can hear it on YouTube. So I change it up a little bit. I add some classic commercials and sound effects and, and just kind of jazz it up and turn it into a podcast. It's the BK Escape Pod, so you can hear it all week long and several. It's in its entire uh, many, many weeks of episodes are on Anchor, but on SoundCloud and, 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 and on YouTube, too. So check it out if you missed it. And if you heard it Saturday, you ain't heard it at all because it's all changed and it's different from when you heard it the first time. Well, guess what? It's that time that we like to flash the audience of the news, the weird, the strange, and the bizarre. And I didn't write them down here, so I'm just going to alternate uh, who's doing it here. So we'll I'll, figure it out. I'll take the first news. Yeah. Isn't that how we do this show? We'll figure it out. Wait a minute. We have to alternate? No, We're going to need an instruction manual no or something. Where's Dan well, Aykroyd? <laughs> at least we won't look at a driver's license photo with a chair in it and send it to a person in their license picture. We won't do that. <laughs> I don't think. There are we five will. principal components of the GE refrigerator. And, uh, <laughs> 
call us. We're here. We're ready to believe you, <laughs> that, Ghostbusters. Funny, I, that's kind of. I felt like we just recorded a commercial. That we got the we, same way. We got a ghost uh, story coming up on in this day in history, a, go, a ghost tie-in, which is kind of cool later on. And by the way, later on in the show today, we're going to hear from Channel Star Wars again today. They're back. This is two Saturdays in a row. <gasps> Yay! Oh, May the no. force be with us. And after the top of the hour, we're going to do uh, this day in history, and then we'll have Michael Gray calling in uh, Billy Batson from Shazam, my buddy Michael Gray, who's going to call in Shazam and a lot of other Saturday morning shows celebrated anniversaries in September. I noticed there's just a ton of TV anniversaries in September because that's when they would premiere back in the day and still maybe now sometimes, but now all bets are off when a show premieres because it's on Netflix and all these Well, yeah, channels. with streaming, it's all Yeah, changed. there's no set September sweeps or whatever. But uh, Michael Gray will call in on our special guest uh, Zoom line, and we'll talk to him about Shazam and his experience and the and the, uh, the Shazam resurgence. The uh, the Shazam sequel was announced by Warner Brothers in DC. Will be coming out too, and uh, he's met he, he went and met a lot of the Shazam movie uh, actors at a convention. We'll get his take on that and a couple of questions from listeners. So we got that coming up at the next top of the next hour. Uh, but this is the news flash. I got the first news. You did. Again. That's okay. It's a double flash. Eric will feel better sitting at home now. It's one of those double flashes on those cameras that would flash twice. So it wouldn't get the red eye oh, thing. So get, get That's red. what it was. <laughs> you can do the sound effect of a flash, too. That's incredible. So Elmo, Transformers, and a flash noise. Well, oh, I make noises all the time. Drive my wife I hear you do more crazy. after some single malt scotch. Uh, a little bit of scotch. And when you're at the Gabby two years ago, you no, got I'm just kind more of, apt to do you, them. <laughs> you got kind of funny at the Gabby's a couple of years ago. Remember when you were uh, kicking a couple back, and I thought it was funny. And, and Ms. BK went, "What's wrong with Alan?" I'm like, "He's letting his hair down, man. He's he's had him a little uh, adult beverage. It's great. It's a it's a party. It's great." You haven't seen anything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and they wouldn't. And they, camping you, with you know, they were sometime. announcing the winners, and you were back there going, "What are he went for? He didn't do it. That's not what you're supposed <laughs> to be doing. No, you, you didn't do that. Let me host this next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm not <laughs> done right. talking. That's right. I have a story. Well, the first news flash is from UPI. Engineers investigating why an entire Welsh village lost broadband signal at the same time every day for 18 months. And they said they identified finally the source. And you know what it was? It wasn't a squirrel, and it wasn't an animal. It was at the exact same time. Exact same time every day for 18 months, they lost broadband single, uh, signal in that entire Welch village. No idea. It was in an elderly resident's old TV set doing it. Huh? Uh, Open Reach, the firm that maintains telephones and broadband internet infrastructure in Britain, said engineers visited the village of Abershahan, I guess I'm saying that right, after nearly all of the Abershahan, after nearly all of the settlements, 400 residents reported losing their broadband signal for 18 months every day at 7 Uh a.m. He said the investigators set out to determine uh, whether electrical interference was to blame or what. Jones said the team traced the interference to a home where they discovered its surprising origin, an elderly resident's old TV set. The broadband outages coincided with the residents' daily routine of switching on the set at 7 a.m. They were they were mortified that their old secondhand TV was the cause of the entire village's broadband problems, and they immediately agreed to switch it off and not use it again. But that's where the article stops. It doesn't say how it did it. So did was it, it just was it given was it a interruption or, where it just stopped for a second and then it went back I online? Don't know. They couldn't figure out because why? they were receiving signals off an antenna or something. I don't know why, and I don't know if TVs are built it must different. Must have been some kind of a Britain. ground loop that was shorting could, it out could have been know. so That's i don't weird. know I, they don't give the cause and there's kind of a question mark there maybe there'll be a follow-up to that that would be nice interesting we know you had to be something because it was doing it at the same time 
Every wow, day. that's crazy. Well, that just means you need a new TV. All right, yeah, what are they doing with an old one? I've got the next news. You know, I worked at a furniture store once, and the guy says, I refuse to buy a color TV because I just don't like them. I like black and white TVs. I'm like, well, life isn't black and white. Why would you stick with a black and white TV? I just don't like color ones. I'm like, okay. Could have been like my dad. That cable stuff you- is a fad. <laughs> We're not a, we're not gonna pay for something yeah, but, and get for free. Yeah, but he watched color television though, didn't he? At least it was color. <laughs> it's color. Come on. Yeah, he eventually embraced the whole idea like, hey, bigger is better. Now I didn't like colorizing old movies. I hated that. Don't do that. Yeah. They looked like crap. So, all right, this one from the Guinness Records that said, despite numerous inquiries, it will not be able to create a category for starting and stopping a smartphone stop. I didn't know anything about this. This is interesting. Yeah, I didn't know this either. So, according to the quote here, we've had a lot of people get in touch over the last few days about the fastest time to start and stop a phone stopwatch. Well, it's not actually something that Guinness World Records have monitored previously, but how quickly can you do it? The record-keeping organization posted a follow-up tweet the next day saying officials had determined the practice would not be viable for world record world record recognition. Just to clarify, sadly, this isn't something we could ever monitor, the organization said. Phone stopwatches are too unreliable. So, so in other words... And then I can't read this because somebody gave a crayon to a five-year-old and it colored all over it. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be. We maxed that one out. So in, <laughs> other words, so in other words, an old stopwatch is still the norm to, to I guess, just time these things. I an guess they're thinking you could watch. write a kind of like hidden program or something. To give it a fraction of a second ahead or behind. like you were yeah. tapping it when it was actually the program yeah. doing it. So in other words, the new stuff doesn't really work for everything officially. Oh, no, it works. It's just it, it's no. more easily tinkered with. What do yeah. they say in Star Trek Three? The more you... The more you complicate the, the plumbing, the, the easier it is to stop up the, the drain. The the plumbing, the easier it is to stop, stop up, up the, the drain. drain. Yeah. Yes. That was Scotty talking about the uh, yes. warp drive on the Excelsior. How easy That's it was. Right. It just took out a few. Sh- looks yeah. like he's got like spark plugs. <laughs> Here you go. It was Excelsior's plug. Yeah. <laughs> but I got the next news. UPI firefighters in Britain said crews from three towns spent three hours extinguishing the flames from a blaze that started with a 22-ton pile of chicken manure. Cow turd! No, that was chicken. What? The Suffolk Fire and Rescue Service said the crews from Leeston, Eye, and Stowmarket responded to the property near Metalsham when the foul-smelling... <laughs> Sounds like a great name of a, of a metal band. Or, or, or Metalsham. Or, or, or a town that smells like manure. <laughs> One or the other. Uh, when the foul-smelling foul... Are you they would put out crappy music? <laughs> yeah. It's chicken manure, so they're calling it a foul-smelling foul. <laughs> Droppings emer- uh, erupted in flames. Officials said it took about, oh, this is terrible, three hours to extinguish the fire. No injuries were reported. Experts says the chemicals in poultry manure can cause spontaneous combustion when a pile becomes too large to allow heat to, to escape. escape. Yeah. Ooh. And then that it just gets worse in general. and worse and worse. Well, yeah, I don't like that lingering smoke smell. I think it ha- would happen if my granddad went to the bathroom, too. That would just uh, seem to have the same effect. So don't light a match. No, sometimes. Stay out of there. <laughs> don't go in there for a while. All right. <laughs> like here. Do our, not go in like there. In our, like in our radio station ra- uh, bathroom here sometimes, we have to warn each other. Don't go in there for a little while. Just <laughs> take my word for it. Give it a minute. I left the light on for a it's reason. Okay. I had a big breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got the next news. All right, this one from UPI. A small teapot found by a British man while cleaning out a garage filled with family relics Here's another nearly one of those. ended up at a thrift store before being auctioned off for guess how much, BK? I don't even want to guess. T- 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 $250,000. Well, it's in, it's in American, but this is British. I don't know if this okay. is 500,000 pounds, but certainly worth $500,000 in this article. Half a million dollars teapot. 
Found so, in a garage. I find the teapot that somebody goes, look, I'm gonna, pay, you're gonna have to pay me for wasting yeah. my time looking at. This. You find the cured teapot that's been yeah. brewed and Very got the quickly, residue. Hanson's auctioneer said the anonymous 51-year-old seller was cleaning out boxes in the family garage when he stumbled across it. Man said the item he nearly gave to a thrift store, but decided to have it looked at. Turns out it's a from China, and uh, man, apparently worth up to half a million dollars. Wow. Got one more news flash when we come back. WBAJ. When it comes to shows about movies and comic books, heroes and crazy news, I tune into BK on the air from 10 to noon Saturdays. Hey, we're back. It's BK on the air here on AM 1450 and 100.3 FM WBHF. I want to let you know if you're ever uh, too far away from our signal, you can always download the TuneIn app. Download the app, free app, if you want the free side, from TuneIn, and you'll be able to hear this station wherever you go in the whole world. If, you've, if, if you're in the deepest, darkest, uh, uh, coldest Antarctica or the North Pole, somewhere at some research station, and if you've got a, a, a signal you got a Wi-Fi or a cell signal, you can hear this radio station no matter where. If you're on the moon and you got a signal, you can hear this station on the TuneIn app. So that's fantastic uh, that you can hear us anywhere. Or you can go to our website, wbhfradio.org, and click the link there and listen live from there. Or you can just listen on the radio, AM or FM. i got the last news. Flash from UPI. Australian airline Qantas, which recently retired its fleet of Boeing 747 jets, is giving aviation fans the chance to bring a piece of the airline home by selling 1,000 fully stocked bar carts. Did you see that? You didn't see that, did you? You're no, making a I didn't. face when you're coming because you're like waiting to see what it was. Yeah, that's what they're selling because the, the, the jets are no longer using some of them. Well, you know, it'd be kind of neat because they're, they're, they're pretty economical and they can but fit in a little they're spot. Fully stocked. From the airline to begin with, they're well, selling. Wait a minute, hold on. Now, see, I, I, I knew you had little to chew mini on bottle this. bar. The airline said the carts, which were removed from the planes before they were flown to California for their retirement, are stocked with goods including champagne, Australian champagne. wines. <laughs> yeah, that's how I like to say it. Australian wines, Tim Tam cookies, pajamas, and Qantas first class Sheridan throw pillows. The carts are being sold for $685 each. Heck, they could probably get those for the carts without mm. the stuff in it. Or 169,000 Qantas points if you have them. Now, huh. that's kind of that's kind of neat if you wanted like a piece of an airplane and say, hey, this is a, from a Qantas 747 jet in, in here and it's got all my booze and my, I can, I can drink, put on my pajamas, <laughs> eat my Tim Tam cookies and then sip some wine mm-hmm. after the movie's over and, and never leave this cart here, this, this airline. I kind of like it. What if I can get my wife to wear one of those 60s version stewardesses and bring, bring me, honey, would you mind bringing me a beverage? And she comes well, with a little cart and, and then, sir, would you see, like a napkin with that? To or? make, to make it complete though. Someone's going to have to sit behind you and prop their feet up on your well, armrest. No, no, because no, at this See? point, I'm first class. <laughs> oh, you're first class. Okay, yeah. good. In, in my, your house. In my illusion, yeah. for the first time ever, I'm in first class. And tonight's movie is The Empire Strikes Back. That's fantastic. Welcome aboard Flight 742 <laughs> to right. Amsterdam. We're about to show you Airport room? 76. Sit back and enjoy. See, you could watch that in your living room and it'd be all right. Not on the airplane, for God's sake. The airline 747s were in service for nearly 50 years before being retired six months earlier than planned due to, yep, you've got it, COVID-19 COVID-19. Oh, are we going to make a COVID-19 jingle like this? W-B-H-A-J. COVID-19. It's terrible. <laughs> my, 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 Corona. <laughs> I hate that. 
I hate it. Well, Channel Star Wars is back. They were back last week, and they have uh, Channel Star Wars right now. ChannelStarWars.com. Let's visit the world in a galaxy far, far away. Greetings to all on Conquered Dawn. It's time for Star Wars Daily Weekend Edition, brought to you this week by the Fett Family Harvest Fest, Death Watch Rampage, and Pillaging Tours, and ChannelStarWars.com. Star Wars news for Star Wars fans by Star Wars fans, bringing you the news faster than an Anub on the hunt. I'm your host, Mike Mann. He's no good to me dead. Mandalore, Mandalore, Mandalore. That's right, this week has been very busy on the Mandalorian front as Tamora Morrison had his IMDb updated once again as it was confirmed that he will be playing the role of the legendary bounty hunter Boba Fett in season two of The Mandalorian. Star Wars fans may remember Morrison as he played Jango Fett in Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones and every single clone trooper in the same film and Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. This is fitting in the Star Wars timeline as he is roughly the same age Bubba would be shortly after the Battle of Endor. Another aspect of that will be explored and answered hopefully, is that, well, Boba obviously didn't die in the Sarlacc pit on Tatooine, proving once and for all that Boba Fett is the baddest bounty hunter in the galaxy. October 30th cannot come soon enough. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. Next, Inside ILM has released a 17-plus minute featurette titled Creating the Razorcrest. And for all Star Wars fans of all ages, this is just mind-blowing and breathtaking. Creating the Razor Crest is much like the various paths behind the scenes, and this is how we did it specials added to most of the past Star Wars films as bonus materials, along with a few standalone specials. Per usual, we see the masterminds at Lucasfilm and ILM talk about how they created technology, the inspiration, and how they used makeshift items to create Mando's transport. So make some time to check out ILM's Creating the Razor Crest on YouTube or various websites through the Google machine. I have spoken. And finally, in other Star Wars news, StarWars.com has released a first detailed look at one of the lightsabers from the upcoming Star Wars The High Republic Lightsaber Collection book. Set roughly 200 years before the Skywalker Saga, this new hilt belonging to Jedi Knight Stellan Gaios is accurately described as the Excalibur of lightsabers, perfectly fitting into a more civilized age in the Star Wars universe. The blue-bladed laser sword features a crossguard hilt, much like Kylo Ren's and Ezra Bridger's iconic sabers. However, this new piece is purely majestic, with folding handguards that encase the side of the side blades when ignited with gold attributed. A sneak peek of this soon-to-be iconic blade can be seen online at StarWars.com. Star Wars The High Republic novelization and comic series debuts January 5th, 2021. That's all the time we have this week. Be sure to check back next week for all the latest and greatest in Star Warsing. For ChannelStarWars.com, I'm Mike Mann reminding you... Now, back to our favorite Mandalorian, BK on the end. (laughs) 
Thank you, Mike Mann with Channel Star Wars. Mike is too kind to me. He just called me his favorite Mandalorian. I am so beyond that. I'm more like I'm gonna be more like your your salacious crumb of Star Wars. I don't think I could reach Mandalorian level. Mm-hmm. I'd be a I'd be a bounty hunter, and I'd go, oh, that, that one bounty hunter guy. He lasted his first bounty, and he 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 bought it. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> he didn't make it. I'm not as cool. I could never be this cool as no. a Mandalorian. There's no way in the, the world. The only way I could do it is it. in a movie where I'm scripted to win. Right. Right. When I, I can know, never like, really. Oh, okay. Do it. I, I I win this fight. I, okay. Good. I think it'd be great. It, it, imagine you and I like with us right now, saying, okay, you guys got to be bounty hunters. Go find this guy and bring him in. And I'm like. Okay, number one, I have no idea what I'm doing. I could go try to do it, but I would violate every rule and ordinance and law, and I'd go to jail because I wouldn't know what I'm doing. I don't know. They, they, the private guys do that for a reason. You know, They know what they're doing, and they— I'd be like Marty's dad. Can't do that. Hey, you. <laughs> and, Get your and hands you, off her. And, and, oh, you mean Glover, the actor yes. that did yeah. yeah. And you'd do that, and then I'd be trying to put on a Boba Fett outfit to go do it, <laughs> and I'd be totally wrong and not be able to— Hold on. Alan, I can't see anything. <laughs> Oh wait, Alan! I can't see anything out of this. Why would you wear this? Do that. It's so dumb. How can he see behind him? And I can't turn my head the whole way, and the <laughs> rocket doesn't work, so I can't do it. Uh, yeah. So I want to. I want to give someone another idea here. I know that was the Star Wars Channel Star Wars section, but back when the COVID was at its height, and I was broadcasting from the COVID-free broadcast studio, my living, my dining room at home. <laughs> I do living in there, too. And uh, and thanks for running the board the whole time we were doing that. You were here at the station. I was there. And, and for a while there, we seemed to have it down to where you really couldn't tell. I mm-hmm. think it was pretty good. I don't want to have to do it again, though. I'd, I'd rather be here. No, this is this um, is the best. I have a COVID. If you're still shut in and looking for things to watch, I have another show for you to check out. And I wanted to get to this one back then, but I didn't. So I'm going to knock it out right now. Uh, Picard came out on CBS All Access. And not a lot of people were able to see it. And if you're still if you're a Star Trek fan and you're watching uh, Discovery, you saw Discovery, the new show, and then you saw Picard. They're working on a new show now called, is it uh, Strange New Worlds? It's about Captain Pike and Spock aboard the Enterprise. And it's their earlier adventures before Kirk came along. That show's been worked on now and coming out on CBS, I think, from Paramount eventually. And now there's talk of Noah Crowley, the guy that worked on the TV show Legion, his Star Trek movie the, the new Star Trek movie that he's working on is getting kind of revved up. So Star Trek's kind of in limbo in the theaters right now. It's back kind of where it belongs on television, so on CBS All Access. So I want to go back and suggest a Star Trek show for you. I did talk there about the original series a few months ago, but if you've never seen The Adventures of Captain Archer and Star Trek Enterprise, which ran from 2001 to 2005, he was the first captain of the first Enterprise called NX-01. It was the first Enterprise they built. As, as, as a starship enterprise when the Federation first started. Set in the 22nd century, over 100 years before James T. Kirk helmed the famous vessel, this installment of the Star Trek franchise, like I said, is set on Enterprise NX-01, the first Earth starship capable of Warp 5 and explores the history of interplanetary upheaval that eventually leads to the formation of the Federation. This is where they, back when they, they first met the Klingons and they're just getting out in the galaxy, they're, they're afraid to use the transporter because they don't know what it, if it'll work or not and it messes up sometimes. It was a gritty, more of an action-oriented Star Trek because it was in, it came out <clears throat> during... It's Scott uh, Bakula lead, right? Yeah, Scott Bakula's the, the, uh, the star of the show. And uh, it was a fantastic... It's, it's my favorite Star Trek television series next to the original show because I thought they did a fantastic job. Better than Next job. Generation? Better than Next Generation, yes. Very Because I'm so. digging TNG but, right now. I'm almost done with Season 5. And a lot of people had a problem with it because they didn't make it look like it was an old Enterprise like it did in the TV show. And I'm like, well, they're not going to do that. Cause that. In fact, when they found a ship from Kirk's era... 
it looked like the bridge from the TV show of Star Trek in the 60s because it was more advanced than theirs was. So it just didn't look, it just looked more 60s colors and stuff. So they kept that. But it's a great show, Star Trek Enterprise. If you've never seen it, you can see it on Amazon Prime or somewhere. I think Netflix. There, so, or Netflix, too. Check it out, Star Trek Enterprise. Hey, hey, Susie Q, what's cooking with you? Your teeth look whiter than new, new, new. My teeth aren't new, but my toothpaste is new Pepsodent. Get with it, kids. New package, new flavor, new formula, too, means brighter smiles for me and you. You'll wonder where the yellow went when you brush your teeth with Pepsodent. The new formula with IMP gets teeth much whiter. You can see it cleans the stains and film away while Erium bites You'll wonder where the yellow went when you brush your teeth with Pepsodent. The taste is new, so fresh and clean. That new taste really lasts, it's keen. And while it makes your smile a rave, it also makes your breath behave. So start going steady right away with Pepsodent. Get some today. You'll wonder where the yellow went when you brush your teeth with Pepsodent. Pepsodent, Pepsodent. I'm Mr. T, and I'll be right back. We want to grow home. You gotta be kidding with those baby parboiled men. Well, I don't know about lifting my dad's weights. They're kind of handy, maybe for you, but not for the big guys like Mr. T and me. Hey, hold it a second. That kid thinks he can look like Mr. T overnight. It took me years of slow, steady training before I became a specimen that you see today. You got to take one step at a time. You got to start small and build up. Then you move on to the next side. And when you're really prepared, then you can move on to the big time. Well, see, there are some things even T ain't ready for yet. Nothing comes easy. So if you want to get bigger, start smaller. Given Esther one of those small barbells, and that's one to grow on. Stand by to receive our transmission. Billy Batson and his mentor travel the highways and byways of the land on a never-ending mission to right wrongs, to develop understanding, and to seek justice for all. In time of dire need, young Billy has been granted the power by the immortals to summon awesome forces at the utterance of a single word. That's right, Shazam, the television show that I sat and watched as a kid. Oh, my goodness. I was on the television in 1974 and in reruns after that so many times to watch that show, and I kept up with it, and I loved it, and, uh, and a lot of other kids did, too. But uh, I've got Michael Gray on the line. He's, he's best known for his portrayal of Billy Batson in the 70s series from Filmation Shazam from 72 to 73. He appeared in Ronnie Collins in the first season of the NBC sitcom The Brian Keith Show, starring Brian Keith and Shelley Fabre. He also appeared as Marsha's boyfriend, Jeff, in the 73 episode of The Brady Bunch, Marcus Welby, MD, The Flying Nun, and Room 222. And he did a TV movie with Burt Reynolds called Run, Simon, Run. And I don't know if they ever brought that out on a newer copy of a Blu-ray, but they really need to do that because a lot of uh, people are really 
releasing TV movies that were done very well on remastered Blu-ray, and they were really good movies. Just because they were TV movies doesn't mean they were bad. Gray made a voice appearance as the fictionalized version of himself in, as TV Michael, TV's Michael Gray in two episodes of the animated series Archer. He won Star of the Year Award in 1974 and 75 in Germany by Bravo magazine. And uh, also, the most important thing about Michael is him and I both have a wife named Stacy. And Michael's on the special guest Zoom line right now. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Barry. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Well, now, was that an intro or was that an intro? That was an intro. <laughs> capital I. Yeah, the most important thing is we both have wives named Stacy, so we'll, you and I will never forget our wives' names. You're just trying to make up for your earlier comment that got a text message. Oh, I don't want to get into that. Not now. <laughs> Let's not get into her listening to my show and texting me off the air when I say something. You know, what's funny, Michael, is Alan and I have better haves that they never listen to us on the radio until we say the wrong thing. The minute we say something wrong, they're listening. Isn't that great how they have that superpower? Really? (laughs) It's a reverse Peter Parker. It's not when they're in danger. It's like, my husband's saying something dumb. Spider-Man sense, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, it's good to have you here, man. Uh, I know that you've been been on kind of a a tour where you put the tour on hold because of the COVID-19 and haven't been really convention hopping for a while. But for a while there, you were really traveling around to a lot of conventions and, and shows. And a lot of it, I guess, maybe had to do with the Shazam resurgence. And uh, I wanted you to hit on, I got some questions here and some other things I want to do. And I got a couple of questions for some listeners that wanted me to ask you a couple of questions too. But first up is I always wanted to ask, how was it? You got to meet a lot of the cast of the Shazam movie. What was that like? That was very cool. I met Asher Angel and Zach Levi at Denver Pop Culture Con. It was really neat. We hung out for a little bit together. Both really nice guys. Zachary was very cool. Asher was a sweet kid. And Cooper Andrews was there too. He was also in the movie. So it was cool. I enjoyed that a lot. So it was kind of like a time warp. New generation of Shazam. Yeah, the (laughs) the, the classic Shazam cast meeting the uh, beating the newer Shazam cast. And but did did the kid that played Billy in the in the um, in the movie did he did he know who you were? Did I guess somebody had to tell him who you were? I guess. But I guess he was all right after that. I probably told him who I was, but he was—he kept grinning at me. He was really cute. <laughs> hey, He's Asher. He's actually taller than me, which is no big deal. But <laughs> hey, Asher, that's the guy that played Billy Batson in the TV show back in the 70s. Really cool, man. So then he knew. So, well, that's great. And uh, that was so cool that you got to do that. Um, I also wanted to ask you... I, I was I was able to talk with Richard Hatch. You remember Richard Hatch on Battlestar Galactica? He was in the Walton Streets of San Francisco. Great actor. And he passed away a few years ago. And Richard was a regular on my show, too. Uh, every time I'd see Richard at Dragon Con, we'd go get a cup of coffee and hang out and talk and stuff. Just a super nice guy. And I asked Richard a question that I wanted to ask you today when I got you on on the line. He, I was talking to him about what's it – I mean, does it – when does it become kind of surreal when you start seeing – uh, maybe an action figure or your or your images on things and, and Teen Tiger Beat magazine and you really get out there and that popularity of the show Shazam really was at its height and everybody was talking about it. People saw you and recognized you as, as Billy Batson and Shazam. And did, did that ever hit you once where you just kind of went, man, this kind of seems like a dream or it's surreal? And because uh, Richard Hatch said it kind of hit him uh, when he would see a Battlestar Galactica lunchbox or a, an Apollo action figure. Did you ever have a moment like that? Yes, actually, several times. I remember once I went into a supermarket to buy something, and I walked by the magazine stand, and literally every single magazine on one row had a picture of me on it, all teen magazines from different publications. And it was a little funny. 
<laughs> I, I'll bet it was. Sort of, yeah. Actually, I was embarrassed at one point. I sort of walked away. <laughs> right. Because you didn't want to say, hey, that's you, right? Look at that. That's you. Exactly. <laughs> that, was, that was fantastic. And also, I've got a couple of questions here from a couple of listeners because I let everybody know that you were going to be on the air today. And I picked out two questions that I always like to pass off to you because we did this the last couple of times you were on. And I've got a question from Carol in Rome, Georgia, that says she loves Shazam. What was it like working with Les Tremaine? The, the actor, the classic actor, Lester Maine, had done radio and classic films and stuff for years. And he was mentor that played mentor with you that rode around in the uh, in the camper. What was it like working for Les, uh, working with Les, she says? Absolutely amazing. I remember the first time I met him, when Filmation contacted my agent, one if I was available to play Billy Batson, I went out to the Filmation Studios. I walked in the office and Lester Maine was sitting there and my jaw dropped. And then we became really good friends, not just working with him, because he's a fabulous actor. We had a great communication great relationship on the show between the two characters. We really got along well, but we became very good friends. I would go to his house with his wife all the time, hang out, have dinner with him. I even brought him up to see my parents up in Northern California one time. My parents flipped out because they were Les Tremaine fans before, you know, before there was TV. He was a right. big star on radio. He was a wonderful guy. He had a great sense of humor. He was like my second father. I loved him dearly. That's fantastic. He seemed, he seemed like he would be. I'm going to take a break. Uh, we're coming up on a commercial break, and I want to ask you another question when you come back. And wow, that Les Tremaine voice. Boy, he had a voice, didn't he? He did. I'm going to take a break. We were talking with Michael Gray here from Shazam and several other productions. We're going to take a break and come back, and i got another question from a listener in Chattanooga, Tennessee, wants to know, and they saw you at a convention somewhere a few years back, and they want to know what... Uh, what happened to the camper that you guys drove around? You may or may not know what happened, but we'll answer the question when we come back from the break. We're on with Michael Gray. I watched him growing up. I don't know if Alan watched him. You were a little did younger they, than did me. Did they use it in... Um, but you might have seen reruns in it, though. You know? Did they use it in that series with a guy cooking meth? They might have. I don't know if he can there. A poet named John Dunn said, No man is an island. What he meant was that we all need each other. There are a lot of things we can do by ourselves, and it's a good feeling when we can. But it's kind of foolish, and maybe even dangerous, to try to do something by ourselves when we don't know how. Asking for help or advice when we need it isn't a sign of weakness. It shows you're smart. See you next week. And there goes Michael getting into the Winnebago there and uh, giving the end message of that episode well, of Shazam. It's the open road. Right, open road. It was there not a Winnebago. Everything, everybody thought they were all Winnebagos, but that was an open road uh, RV. camper RV, right, mm-hmm. Michael? Got Michael Gray on the line. Open road, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> had the big O on the side. That was a big giveaway. The, the Winnebago's had the big W. I should have known better. But uh, oh. you may or you've had the time to think about it again, I guess. Has anybody ever asked you what happened to the camper on the show? I guess it went somewhere. I get that question all the time. It's <laughs> a popular <laughs> question. Wow. Comment on Facebook or when I meet a fan at a Comic Con. Yeah. Everybody wants to know where the, where the open road was. I have no idea. It's like our, our blooper reel. It just vanished. No one knows where it is. <laughs> oh, you guys had a blooper reel and can't find it. That would have been great to see. Oh, yeah. There was some funny stuff on there, especially from Les. Was, what, what, <laughs> did, did anybody use colorful, meta, colorful metaphors and language sometimes in your outtakes, I guess? Yes. <laughs> wow. There was one scene where Les and I were sitting in the open road, and it was probably about 105 degrees outside. We were shooting the summer in the desert. And they had all these lights lighting up in front of the van. We were inside it as well. So it was probably about 115 in the van. All of a sudden, we heard a loud crack, and the windshield cracked from the heat of the sun and the lights. So Les 
in character as mentor, looked at me and said, Billy, what the F was that? <laughs> in character. And he's really asking Billy Batson what's going on. <laughs> it was funny. Les had a great sense of humor. <laughs> so elders, fleet, strong, and wise. Appears, put some air conditioning in my eyes here in this camera. Yeah, really? That's Michael, crazy. I've got a question that kind of goes along with that when you're talking about sort of uh, the characters you play. Did you ever have those moments where, because you know you're doing sort of a children's show or a messaging that's going to be family-friendly. Do you ever have those moments where you just, you're in the middle of the scene, you're like, oh, God, what are we, what are we doing? <laughs> well, actually... Everything we did was was watched over by uh, a psychologist, a child psychologist, was yeah, on the right. every single day. So it was perfect. There was always never ever an issue with what we're going to say, what we're going to do. Was anything improper, inappropriate? No. It was fun. It was family. We need more of that nowadays. More family oriented shows. And that's and you saw the you saw the doctors' names. They actually credited them and put them at the end of the episodes when we were going off. And I didn't notice that as a kid. I was just listening to the music and and Shazam! It's going off, and I can't wait for next Saturday. But now later on, when I would see them in reruns, and even in the '80s when we caught them on reruns, when I think uh, or in the '90s, MeTV would would uh, rerun Shazam at night at some point, and uh, maybe it was TV Land that showed them too. And I would really notice that, and I'm like, they put the uh, the PhD, uh, they put the the doctors' uh, names at the end, and I thought that was great, and it had a lot of credibility and. Gravitas to the show, did it not? Yes, yeah. Which was which was fantastic. Well, there's another th- question that I wanted to ask you since I got you on the line here. Uh, you know, I went out to I went out to uh, Acton and Aqua Dulce, California, back in 2017, and did a bunch of stops in California. Stacy and I did because we wanted to go to a lot of places we'd always wanted to see. Actually, it was me. She got drug along to this. I think my Stacy did. She just goes, "Oh, you want to go see the rocks? Okay, I'll go with you." Where Star Trek and stuff was filmed. So she was very nice to to indulge me, and in, and we went on this tour. And you guys filmed, you know, some. Uh, for Shazam out at the Vasquez Rocks. That's the location out there where they've used it for uh, alien planets and for westerns and Blazing Saddles used it and just about every other movie that seen came out of Hollywood or TV show did something out there because I've tried to explain to people what it's like when you're out there and if you can get into a spot at the Vasquez Rocks where you can't see anything but the area and you can't do it. You can get to where you can't see the cars, you can't see anything. You really do look and feel like you are somewhere else, don't you? You do. You feel like you're on another planet or something. It's pretty amazing out there. I mean, it can be it. it can be any place or no place because it can be a Western backdrop. It can be a backdrop used for many dinosaur films from the old days of Hollywood. Or it can be used as a futuristic asteroid where Captain Kirk's fighting a, a guy in a lizard suit. That's just the way it was. And you guys went out there and filmed there as well on Shazam. We, did. we had some great locations. We also shot in Bronson Canyon right in front of the Batcave. Yeah, the yeah, opening. There as well, called yeah. Fool's Gold. Yeah, and it's still there. People go out there to that spot too. I didn't get to get out there to that one, but I went up to uh, uh, Griffin Observatory. That's a fantastic place. A lot of movies shot there uh, at Griffin Observatory Park. Well, I'm glad you were come on. You were able to come on to uh, to be with us today. I wanted you to tell everybody if anybody wants to get in contact with you, can you tell them where you are out there on social media and and if you still have that website and everything. Let everybody know where you are. So if anybody or any fans want to engage you or join your page or send you a message, they can. Yeah, well, on Facebook, I'm, I'm Michael Billy Bassin Gray and Michael Gray Shazam. On Twitter, I'm TV's Michael Gray with the number one, and I got that name from Archer. TV's Michael Gray. 
And on Instagram, I'm Michael Gray Shazam. So I'm all over the place. Well, you look like you were having a great time when you when you uh, got with the comic book men out there. And they actually, on that episode of Comic Book Men, where they were talking about Shazam, and, and a couple of them were really happy that you were there. I think they were a little giddy, uh, like a lot of people would be, meeting a, a hero from, from their childhood or something like that, or someone that played in a show that they loved. Uh, and they even, on that show, I thought it was cool, because they even had you a, 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 a red in yellow trim Billy Batson t-shirt from the show to give you to put on. <laughs> That was fun. I had no idea they were going to do that. And like they gave me the shirt. And I turned the whole cast had shirts on, the Billy Batson shirts. It was great. And I, I still have it, so I wear it when I go to Comic Cons. Did you happen to say, was anything saved from the show that you had, any trinkets or any little something from Filmation? Did you get to keep anything at all that you can say? I think it's been long enough now you can say anything about it if you want. <laughs> I just have one T-shirt that says Shazam on it that, that, that Filmation actually made. So that's the only thing I have from the show. Oh, um, I do have another T-shirt that Comic Book Men gave me as well from the show as well, but I don't have the original one. I have another one. Now is the, on it too. is the white one you say you're talking about from, from Filmation, is that the one that you're wearing standing in front of the window, Bego, with your arms kind of crossed the production shot? Exactly. That's the one that Comic Book Men made for me as well. Oh, okay. The original one got lost. Oh, okay. But they, look, the new one—you're you, wearing it in one of your uh, in one of your YouTube videos, and that—that's the reproduction they made for you, right? That's the reproduction. I do have another blue one, a blue T-shirt that says Shazam and white across the chest. That's the one Filmation made for the entire crew and cast. Okay, you want to hear something funny? This is totally uh, just 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 this just happened. We're sitting here on the air with Michael Gray from Shazam, and he drove an op- they drove an open road Winnebago type. Uh, camper around in the show if you remember it and just as i looked out we're in a, we're, in a, we're on main street here our, our stations here we can see downtown cartersville georgia and we can see everybody walking by and the traffic and everything i just saw a camper <laughs> go over the railroad tracks and go down main street it wasn't an open road it was a newer one but it was a it, it could have been mentor and uh, and billy vatson in the front of that camper driving by in the new one so that just happened that was kind of funny that would have been funny if it was me and i got out and came in the, in the studio Look, what are you doing here you're in person that's great that's awesome that you're here well you know i saw with all the Shazam stuff and they announced the sequel by the way just I think last month DC and Warner Brothers have announced some of their upcoming movies and the new Shazam uh, the new Shazam film is being uh, about to go into pre-production and they're coming back and I, I loved it that the original Shazam was a the first movie was a success because I loved it I thought it was one of my favorite later DC movies Shazam Aquaman Wonder Woman I think were the three great DC movies that they've done recently and I loved it some of the fans are are building props I'm looking on Facebook and some of the fans that are part of the Shazam groups and comic book fans and the people who love the show and like the character the the little light that would that would sit in the uh, dash of your of the camper to, to, with the little blinking lights where you could call the elders someone has built a, a a replica of that and I saw it online I don't know if you saw that yet yet but it looked great. Have you seen that? I did see it. It looked really good. And my <laughs> wife, Stacy, is thinking of making one. So if I take, I might take it with me at Comic Cons. That's that's fantastic. And, and I don't know if it, I'll have to explain this to everybody after I ask you. Have you walked Moby lately? Unfortunately, Moby's gone. Oh no! Did Mo, what happened to Moby? Was Moby an older dog, or what happened? Moby got sick. He was an older dog. Oh, that's oh, that's terrible. That's too bad. Too. My super dog friend. Yeah. Yeah, you were walking Moby. He was a, he. What uh, what what kind of dog was he? It was in Newfoundland. It was my wife's best friend's dog. Wow. And, and Michael would walk this dog, Alan, the uh, dog walker, and he was huge. He was a, I think he walked Michael Gray. It's <laughs> Michael Gray walking him. Moby walked me. <laughs> but he's got he's got a great video of him with Moby, and i got to show it to you. I'll forward it to you. But that's too bad. We all lo- They're like parts of our family when we lose them, and Alan and I have both lost pets, and we know how yeah, it feels. Yeah, we do. Yeah. 
Yeah, but we're not the kind of people that say, oh, I'll never have another dog I can't go through. I'm like, you know what? I gave that – every one of our dogs we've rescued, and I look at yeah. it as it's a privilege to be able to have give them everything they want and yeah. as much joy for as long as we have them, and I would do that again for any other rescue. I think rescues are so important. I mean, there might be a time of adjustment for some people. You yeah, know, no, I'm not negating fine. that. But yeah, but, but you're right. I would never say I, would, I wouldn't rob myself of that love because I lost one. You can't do that. And, uh, you know, or people, the saving of another pet's life. Right, exactly. Michael, I appreciate you being on, and all as always, thanks for your correspondence that we've had and the continued communication. I love seeing stuff you post on Facebook, and I want to send Alan a couple of videos off of YouTube from your YouTube channel, and uh, we're looking forward. I hope I hope they wise up and give you a call, either for a cameo in the new movie or to uh, or get in contact back with DragonCon for next September in 2021. Hopefully, it will be a better year. I don't know if you heard everything that's happened to me this Look, year. Don't challenge bad. 2021. No, I don't, I don't want to challenge it. I'm trying to hide myself on camera. I think Michael might can see me on camera but uh I, my eyes i've had an allergic reaction to something i look like i've been punched in the face or something and i hate it so i'm sorry i look this way michael i shouldn't look like this you look fine <laughs> he's all right with it he's okay with it michael's still up on zoom is him from shazam so that's fantastic i'm gonna put a shot of me from the 74 i'll look like a little pig-nosed kid <laughs> if i put mine up there but hey buddy it's always a pleasure and uh i always look forward to talking to you and i'll stay in contact i appreciate it buddy Thanks. Take care of yourself, Barry. Too, Alan. Take All care, right. buddy. See you, man. All right, Talk buddy. to you soon. Talk to you later. Right. Bye-bye. Mike, Michael Gray from Shazam. Very cool. Always, he's my favorite. Brought the show up my, for a little bit. My favorite guest. Yeah, thank goodness, because believe me, it needed it. Hey, let's bring it down. It did not speak down there. We'll be back. And now, the Riverdale Carnival presents the Archies. Take care of the kissing booth while we're singing, Sabrina. Okay, everybody. Here we go with our new hit record. Sugar! Sugar! Sugar Sugar by the Archies, another cartoon that was made by the same production company that did Shazam and the Star Trek series. Filmation, boy, they, they chunked out the shows like a like a like a factory. <laughs> they had a lot of you shows know, that come out. When I was a kid, I couldn't put my so finger great. on it. It always bothered me that when they would sing in any of those episodes, when they would do it, they never sounded like their regular voices. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> They don't have cartoony voices anymore. What's going on? And then they come back to their normal voices. Now he sounds like Archie. He could never sing like that. (laughs) We'll find out why I played that song coming back from a break. Because on this day in history, September the 26th, which is today, let's start in order of the year. Did you know today in 1949, groundbreaking ceremony for the Hollywood sign in Hollywood, Los Angeles. Hollywood land. Old Hollywood land sign torn down. Reconstruction of a replacement begins with just Hollywood on this date in history. Because you know how, you know why the wood part got destroyed in the word Hollywood land, right? How the land part got destroyed. Did you hear about that? It was an earthquake, wasn't it? No, it was Timothy Dalton with his rocket and the rocketeer. He hit it and it blew up. Oh, Don't you remember that? It's only been in like 20 different movies. Yeah, that's right. 20 different ways we lose <laughs> hey, land. That's the way I, I remember I thought it, it was Jim Belushi with his tiger uh, well, shooting up the, looking at the zero. You know what? There's different things in <laughs> history. Looking for, ja- looking for Japanese zeros There's landing in the Pomona fields. Diff- different versions <laughs> no, wait, no. of historical the, events. And oh, we have the truth and you have the, the truth. So. It was the Pomona uh, fields. It's which ones you believe in. So. In the, in the Oh, what was it? The soy fields of Pomona? <laughs> I, I got to get through these because there's so many. I'm going to do these in a row because all these shows premiered on this day in history in a different uh, 
year. September 26, 1962, the TV comedy The Beverly Hillbillies premiered on CBS. 1964, Gilligan's Island premiered on this day in history and The Munsters premiered on this day in history. Wow. 1964. 1968, the first broadcast of Hawaii Five-0 on CBS TV. And in 1969, the Brady Bunch premiered on ABC on September 26 on this day. 1969, on this day, the Beatles released Abbey Road album. In 1982, Knight Riders, starring David Hasselhoff, debuts on NBC. Did it tell you how many shows premiered? See how many I got? That's amazing. On this date, September 26, just different years. 1986, though, this wasn't a premiere, but this was a big event in television history. September 26, 1986, Bobby Ewing returns to Dallas. His death is attributed to his wife Pam's bad dream. Remember? They tried to make that a kind of a twist, and it, yep. I think it failed, and, she, and I think the, sh- the and show— And she saw him at the in the shower at the end, and you know what that did when they did that? It completely erased the last complete season of the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, oh, what a waste of time. <laughs> that means right. that thing never happened. I also happened, heard so. fans were so mad about they it. They were. They were mad. it kind yeah. of signaled the end of the show. And I don't think it lasted much after that. Uh, 1990. Today was the date, September 26th in 1990. The Motion Picture Association of America creates the new NC-17 rating for movies you want to take a stab at what first movie got that rating it's a movie i've never seen but it came out in 1990 in 1990 with uh fred ward and who else is in this um i can't remember henry and june is the name of the movie did you see that that. i remember that that's the first movie to have that wasn't it because it had full frontal male nudity i don't know i always call it my dad always call it full noodle frontity and full i understood what you meant he just liked saying it like that (laughs) that's right that's right i said i know what you mean uh 2017 September 26th, just a couple of years ago, the video game Fortnite Battle Royale is released, eventually becoming one of the most popular games worldwide. I have never played that game. I don't think I've ever seen anybody play it, and I'm not familiar with it at all. So I know a lot of people play it. Birthdays today, Marty Robbins, country American country and folk singer. He died in 1982 down in the West Texas town of oh, El Paso. I, know that song. I fell in love with a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> so, yeah. Nick, Nick Castle was born on this day. It's his uh, birthday. He's an American screenwriter, film director, and actor. He was the first guy to play Michael Myers in Halloween, Behind the Mask. Mm-hmm. But he went on to uh, work in other things. He co-wrote Escape from New York with John Carpenter, and he became a director. He directed The Last Starfighter, The Boy Who Could Fly, and The Dennis the Menace movie with Walter Matthau. <laughs> so he, cur- he turned into a dir- quite the little director of films. Today is Olivia Newton-John's birthday today. Let's wait for a second and think about that. Sorry. Yes. I just want to get physical. She still works. (laughs) Sorry. I got chills. They're multiplying. Uh, I want to get the grease and get physical. (laughs) I hate that video, though. Have you seen You remember the video, physical, where all the guys are working out in the gym, the guy with the mullet and the big uh, handlebar beard? Oh, and they're all wearing, like, the. (laughs) she's wearing the leggings, and it's like the old. And the guys have got the big giant white tube socks or whatever. It's just so product of the 90s. Of the 80s, I'm sorry. It was the 80s, yeah. And today Early is 80s. Melissa Sue Anderson's birthday today. She was from the Little House on the Prairie. Yes. That was uh, Melissa Gilbert's sister on the show. Mm-hmm. So uh, Billboard, number one on the chart, September 26, 1969. You just heard it. Sugar, sugar by the Archies. And I, that came out the year my sister was born. I didn't know it was that long ago. That's when that actually hit the charts. And I think they played it on the Filmation cartoon later. That wasn't 69 when that when that cartoon came out. I don't think not that episode. Let's stick with 1969 because of all the TV shows and stuff. You know what the biggest movie in 1969 was, the number one box office hit for the whole year? The reason I didn't choose what was the number one movie on September 26th because I'd never heard of it, and oh. I don't think anybody else had either, so I wasn't going to tell that. Biggest movie of 69. Of though. 1969. It's about, uh, it stars two superstars, 
and the title of the film is their names. Really? Yes. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance, Sundance Kid. Oh, yeah. Redford. From and 20th Century Fox. You know how much the biggest movie of that year made? That movie? That movie? In well, 1969? 69? It was a blockbuster. Probably like $80 million. $29 million, $200,000. <laughs> Half the budget of several films that smaller films that come out today. You know, I was trying to so, keep it in context with yeah. um, Blazing Saddle because I remember we talked about right. when we did the, the season on the Wilder Ride. Yeah, seventy four, and it made a hundred and nineteen million. And that was in considered a lot then. It was yeah. a massive yeah. amount of money. Well, in nineteen sixty nine, twenty nine million was massive. Wow. And it was, million. it was, it was 1969, so that was 69 bucks. Uh, today is National Pancake Day today, so okay. go have a pancake. It's easy for us. We can, if it's food, we can, you know, we can eat it. Since we're talking food, you know what else and, was invented in 1969? What, the year 69? Yes. For food? Yes, uh, it was invented uh, is it a, at is one it of a, our fast food restaurants. Uh, is, it, is it one of the sandwiches? Yes. Uh, can you give me which restaurant yes, it is? Golden Arches. Uh, was it the filet of fish? No. Was it the Was it the Big Mac? Big Mac. Big Mac was sixty nine. Wow. Okay. Big Mac was born wow. in sixty nine. I do. I did. I did see a, a, a thing once where they were trying to decide what new sandwich to come out with at one point, and they're like, "We want to either bring out, we want to make the Hawaiian burger or the filet of fish, and we're going to bring them both out and let people decide what they like the best." Well, guess which one won? Filet of fish. <laughs> they had a They had a Hawaiian burger, which was a burger with a slice of pineapple on it and a bun, and I'm like, okay, that just. Uh, no, I think the filet of fish well, wins. So. Back when the filet of fish came out, there were still people who believed you're supposed to eat fish on. Friday, so that. right. So okay, yeah. National Pancake Day is today, and today is also no. Also, you mentioned Ghostbusters earlier. It's National Ghost Hunting Day today, which is the last Saturday in September. Oh, good. So you're gonna go hunt, hunt a few today? No. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Apparently, my wife has my day booked. We don't. I don't, wanna, I don't get we, to do anything we fun. Wanna, we don't do anything extra. <laughs> Why would we do that? Go work. Oh, that's right. Uh, I don't know if I have enough time to get to this next story, but I will tease it. We're going to take a break here coming up very shortly. But Disneyland, did you hear about this? Disney, I got this from sci-fi.com, and we'll talk about it. Disneyland has immortalized the late Chadwick Boseman. They have made a touching tribute to him uh, inside the park. It's really cool if you get to go online and search for it. And uh, I'll tell you the, the, the details about it when we come back. And what else? I've got one more, a couple more things I want to talk to in the time we have left in the program today. There's an a, there's an African hero that gets a gold medal for bravery for sniffing out landmines in Cambodia this week, and I found that out too. And it's not a person; it's an animal. I'm going to guess a and, dog. And they really help us. Okay, well, we'll we'll see we'll see what that is when we come back. Probably and goat. We have another. <laughs> hey, there's a bomb here. I'll tell you this. It's not a goat. Okay. <laughs> I'll just say that right up front. All right. Okay. Um, from WSB, I have a story from WSB Television about a deadly licorice habit a guy oh, died I heard from. About this. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Let's talk about that. And uh, I may have time to get to nine inventions from the 60s that are still the same today as they were Can when I came Can I give out you a sad story as we're oh, leaving? Uh, yeah. What I just it? heard they are not going to extend Age of Resistance that... They're not going to do another. I think I sent you that crystal. story, yeah, and I forwarded on Facebook. Yeah, I heard Very about sad. that. Yeah, and you liked it. And I hadn't even I seen it yet. It. Oh, did they say? It? I guess it had to be from ratings. Well, I guess right now, it's, how much it costs. They're not saying just that it's not renewed, but right. the, the the speculation is it's so cost intensive because of so many people and everything. And plus, they would add for the COVID thing they got to do too. That adds for the budget too. Well, that's too bad. I hate it when a show I, I like think does not come back. Could be close to each other. It's BKR. Hey.
Jenga, Jenga, j -j -j Jenga. You take a block from the bottom and you put it on top. You take a block from the middle and you put it on top. That's how you build a tower, you just don't stop. You gotta build that tower putting blocks on top. And it teeters and it totters as you build it all up. It weebles and it wobbles, but you don't give up. You take a block from the bottom and you put it on top. You take a block from the middle and you put it on top. Till someone knocks it over and that's when you stop. But you start all over putting blocks on top. Jenga from Irwin. You are listening to BK on the Air on AM 1450, FM 100.3, and online on the TuneIn Radio app. Now, back to a guy who'll make you feel really young, mostly because he's so old. It's BK on the Air. Hey, we're back. It's BK happy, on the happy Air here. Joy, joy. You got <laughs> gotta lose you being, what we're talking being, about off the air. <laughs> yeah, change our mind before we come back on the air from what we're talking about. And it Just always remember, works, according too. to Red and Snippy, don't whiz on the electric, electric fence. Because <laughs> if you do... <laughs> That's not good. I touched one once. Yeah. There was an electric fence at my uncle's house back when I was about maybe 13. And I didn't really believe that it would shock you, but I only grabbed it. with It was one of those little thin wires mm -hmm. that they had like some sheep or something out there. I touched the wire and I felt a tingle. It was just a little tingle going up my arm. I wasn't getting shocked. But my sister came up behind me and touched my shoulder. And at that point, I became the conductor, and it shocked me on the shoulder and blew her back, and we oh. never did that again. Wow. <laughs> remember when Remember when the kid was have... on the fence in Jurassic Park, and it yeah. blew him off when the power came on? He's like, oh, you're a human piece of toast. That's what my you sister always You rubber-soled like. shoes or something. I don't. I was on the ground. I was sure I had sneakers on, but I just felt the tingle in my hand. And I don't oh. think the voltage was very high. And as we know, my dad would go, it's not the voltage. It kills you. It's the amperage. I'm right. Like, I didn't get that. I don't know what it meant. I just know it said, don't touch this. <laughs> So what am I going to do? I'm a kid. I'm touching it. Now, I accidentally was walking one day and let my BB gun accidentally go up against one, and that made me drop the gun because it was metal, and I'm like, ow, that was terrible. So I see why these wow. animals don't go up against them after they do it once. <laughs> you learn. They won't do it. Let me get back to the story I was talking to before I went to the break. Disneyland has immortalized the late Chadwick Boseman with a touching mural tribute by artist Nicholas Smith, the work of art, which can be found in downtown Disney. Now, that's Disneyland in California, not Disney World yet. I'm sure they'll put one there, too. The shopping district depicts Boseman holding up the iconic Wakandan two-arm salute with a young boy wearing a Black Panther mask standing right beside him. And it's actually a really nice work of art. You're looking up on the Internet and you'll see it. As we know, Bozeman passed away in August at the age of 43 after a four-year battle with colon cancer. He was remembered far and wide by fans, directors, producers, actors, influencers, and even former President Barack Obama. The actor played T'Challa across four movies in the Cinematic Universe movies, and he's his standalone feature in 2018, Black Panther made over a billion dollars at the global box office and went on to take home three academy awards and it was nominated for best picture it didn't win that one but it did take home three i don't remember any superhero movie ever being nominated for best picture ever no and that one did now i do remember i think superman i don't know if it won any but it got a, uh, it, it, it got was nominated effects. in 78 for for something and that was good too but heck i was just surprised mm -hmm. in 86 when Sigourney Weaver got nominated for, for Aliens best for Best Actor, she didn't win, but being nominated meant, wow, they're finally recognizing sci-fi action movies as something here, which was well-deserved nomination, yeah. by the way. And I think Star Trek, I don't know if Star Trek Four, it came out in the same year, but I think the, the effects guys that did the whales either won something or were nominated for Academy Awards, which was some great special effects in Star Trek Four were the whales. 770-386-1450 is our number. Let's go to the phone. Someone's there now. Hello, who's this? I ain't gonna let you get away without talking to me. <laughs> hey Jeff, what's going on? How are you? I don't want to get away from talking to you. How you doing? Well, Alan scared me earlier this morning. He said, "BK's listening 
I thought he meant BK was there. I said, oh, God, I've overslept. <laughs> <laughs> he thought, you thought I was in the studio listening to what was going on. Now, I was actually listening on uh, TuneIn, like a lot of people do, uh, on my way into the studio. I wanted to see what was going on. And, uh, yeah, I always listen to the station. Even He'll tell you, when I'm on vacation and when he's on vacation, sometimes we'll listen in and see what's going on when we're not here because we just love being here. For us, working here is like a vacation. All right. Well, I got I to tell you something you won't do, but one time with electric fence. Uh-oh, you got an electric fence story. Well, I'm not going to whiz on it like Alan said. That's for sure. I'm not going to do that ever. All right. That's exactly. I lived in town on Douglas Street when I was a kid. Uh-oh. We moved out to the country when I was seven years old. Yeah. All these country boys dared me to TT on an electric fence. <laughs> Can we say that on the radio? Well, we just he said did. TT. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's good. Tinkle. Well, if you can tell a two-year-old TT in, a, in yeah. pre-K, I'm sure we could do it on WBHM. Well, you know, they, only, they always said tinkle, said, on, they said tinkle on match game. Uh-huh. That's all they were allowed to say on match game when they would do it back in the 70s. So, yeah, I know what you mean there, buddy. So, it was a shocking experience. <laughs> Guess it was. <laughs> and you'll only do it once, right? You won't do it again. Not, not even now, no. No, not even now. <laughs> you thought about it, but you're like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I don't really feel about doing it. Well, that's good. Well, well words of wisdom, Jeff. Everything, everything's dead, so I didn't know if it hurt me or not. <laughs> well, I would get into that. Okay. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's a topic for another talk show for another subject. <laughs> thanks a lot, All right, Jeff. Jeff. Thanks a lot, buddy. We'll yeah, talk to you later. Here I am thinking I'm pushing the envelope. Right. <laughs> you could call that. <laughs> Just like, I'm there like, are, and I'm done. There are, there are other types of talk shows that help you with that problem, and I'm sure that uh, I would give an advice, but you wouldn't want my advice. <laughs> it would be bad. So. Oh, by the way, you know how you said it's not the volts that kill you, it's the amps? Yeah. I, I wanted to look up the number because I wasn't sure, because I have the perfect illustration for that as we head into the, the fall oh, and yeah. the winter. Yeah. We're getting to that time where it's going to get drier, oh, colder, yeah. and you start building up that static charge. You go touch a doorknob. Mm-hmm. You know, Which still hurts. I you know that. how much voltage is in a static discharge? On a carpet, how much? Between 20 and 25,000 volts. Of volts, which is pretty but powerful. hardly any amperage yeah, whatsoever. Because if it were amps, you wouldn't you do would it die. ever again. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You have 120 volts yeah. coming out of your wall outlet, but it's 15 amps well, I got 20 this, or I got this cool story. I did pause, I did tease it, so I want to do it right quick. African hero gets a gold medal for bravery for sniffing out landmines in Cambodia. Mangua, who has sniffed out 39 landmines and 28 unexploded items in or- of ordnance, has been awarded with a gold medal award by the UK-based veterinary charity PDS. Essay for his stellar contribution. So, what do you think? Well, I guess Mangawa was German Shepherd, Husky, Bloodhound. Oh, what kind of dog? Yeah, it do is you, a dog. I mean, if it's a dog, what kind do you think it is? Because um, you said goat. It's not a goat. No, it's not a goat. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's see. The best kind of sniffing up bomb dogs uh, was it a, Mal- a Malinois? Well, I'm not saying it was a dog, but if that's your guess, what kind of dog is it? Would it be? Oh, I would say like the Israeli Malinois. It's not a dog. It's a it's a uh, Pig? pouched rat. Oh, what? What? It's a rat. Huh? The rat was trained by the charity of APOPO. Hey, be nice. And it was among their top performing hero rats. You press dirty association, rat. This press association reported. As per the charity, the rat had cleared territory equivalent to twenty football fields, despite being large at a port and portly even for a rat. He weighs one point two uh, kilograms. The rat is skilled and light enough not to set off explosives with its weight. The highly skilled rat can sniff out and clear an entire tennis court in just 30 minutes, a task that would take human bomb detectors nearly four days to complete at a much greater risk. This is the first time in the PDSA's 77-year-long history that a rodent has won such an award. Now, 
uh, landmines and explosive remnants of war have taken a severe toll on Cambodians. The Cambodian Mine Victim Information Service has recorded 19,684 people killed since 1979 with these unexploded bombs. So, again, not a dog, but another animal helping us out. It's a, it's a pouched rat. You know, it does give me a, a better appreciation that. for what that species of animal can do because it gets a bad rap i mean you need yeah. mice you need rats they do different and people things and- tend to recoil from rodents they're like oh they're rodents right. and they're terrible and and it depends on what they are if they're a big ugly rat sewer rat mm-hmm. they run in terror but the cute little white mice they're yeah. like oh look at the cute little white mice. Oh, like, you know they're mouse. the same species right, right. they're just different <laughs> sizes and stuff <laughs> <laughs> it's like i told my i told people about squirrels people think oh, i love squirrels they're so cute i'm like they're rats in tuxedos <laughs> they're rats with a pr agent they're the same <laughs> type of creature <laughs> they really are they, they just have a better look <laughs> to them <laughs> That's think about it. You think better, about it. Better image consultant. If you dress up a rat and have a personal manager and a nice tux, look, they're going to look better. If you don't shave your tail, you let <laughs> yep. that fuzz grow in and make your eyes look really cute, and then you twitch it. <laughs> yeah. And then if you sit up on your haunches and, and like, hold the nuts with your hands, your nose, yeah, they'll love you. People will love you. I don't. I hate squirrels. They're the cause of of uh, me having a power feed back to my house from chewing the cables down on the street corner. Whoops. And, and and my surge protectors couldn't handle it, and it knocked out almost everything we had. Thank goodness we had Home Shield insurance, which that's how we wound up with our flat screen television TV. and replaced it. But but wow, they they can do destruction. And I don't know why. I mean, it's, it's power cables up there. What are you chewing on that for? There's nothing. You shouldn't be doing that. Go do something else. So anyway, well, squirrels and I don't have a, we don't have a good relationship. <laughs> and don't mention squirrels to Mrs. BK. She'll you'll get an earful because she can't stand them. Sure, they're cute. Yeah, until they do something like that. You know. Yeah, I don't have an issue with squirrels, but I do know that they can be a nuisance, especially if they get in your attic and stuff like that. They can be just like any other. Outside rodent, they're 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 technically considered. They a, they claw they cause my plot hound to have a conniption when they come in the yard because she lets me know when they're out there and she wants to go get oh, them. I've got a dog. <laughs> that same all, thing, right? Everyone's had that one dog that like finds the hidden terrors in the yard. You oh know? yeah, and you, and you give me. Let me say this: you look out and you're like, "Where is it? What are yeah. you looking at that I can't see?" Oh, she's actually gone after the killer leaf before that was the blowing leaf. across the yard. It's a danger to your Caught house. her eye. It's like, whoa, 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 what is that? That's right. What I need to do is just go one woof, and then the other dogs go, I don't know what she's yelling at, but if she's yelling, but we should yell, yell too. too yeah. <laughs> My, mine will, uh, Pippa will sit at the front window and start barking, and I'll look and I'll go, okay, i got to get up and acknowledge it, let her know that, oh, good girl, you saved us. And I looked out there because I never wanted to deter her from it because if I do that all the time, she's not going to alert me to something that's really right. out there like a guy, I'm starting to lean guy. toward the deter on my one yeah well i'm looking out there and i'm like what do you see i don't see oh i see it there's one person walking in their yard four houses down and you don't like it see, <laughs> okay even when that's the case i'm okay <laughs> yeah. it's when i go out and like there's nothing there i've nothing, actually gone outside nothing that you can see and i'm like what yeah their eyes are so much better there's nothing you can't see but right. they saw something right now, she alerted me to two giant... There was a moth, Dad. Two, a moth. Two giant wild turkeys were in the front yard one day in Kennesaw. And I'm like, man, they're huge. They're these huge... And she's going bonkers. She's a pot hound. They were bred to chase... Uh, they were bred to chase... Uh, you know what, though? Bears. Here'd be the irony. I'd have, I'd have a bear in my front yard. She'd just be going... Oh, uh, that's no big deal. Isn't that another dog? Looks kind of cool. <laughs> 
It's so fun Chipmunk today. loses her dang mind. We had a, well, if you're Michael Gray, I'll have to say a yellow Shazam, and that takes care of anything in the area. It's delighting, but we'll kill it. I appreciate him coming on today. It was fun talking to him. It Absolutely. always is. Fun talking to you. Thanks a lot for being here. We have a good time, as always. Catch me on the podcast version, BK Escape Pod, on SoundCloud, Anchor, and YouTube. We'll see you next week. It's BK on the air. That message. Some people never learn. But Professor Irwin certainly learned something today. He was so worried about looking good in front of others, he presented a car to the public that he knew was dangerous. Right. And he learned the most important lesson of all. It's not what other people think about us that's important. What's important is doing what is right. I learned a lot too, Kate Crusaders. Next time Robin cooks supper, I'm eating out.